Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Faith for healing. Everybody say faith for healing. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to share your word as we share your word concerning faith for healing, as we look at the story out of Luke chapter 7, pray for your wisdom and your guidance. Holy Spirit, you're the greatest teacher there is, so teach. Holy Spirit, you're the greatest one to prophesy, so prophesy through me. Minister to the sick. Raise um, dead dreams. Give us hope and a vision for the future. May we be well equipped for the days ahead. I thank you that today faith will come for healing and that our faith concerning healing will be strengthened and we'll be strong in it. Father, grant unto your people, fill them with the knowledge of your will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding that they may walk worthy of you, Lord. May they operate in the faith of Jesus. May they begin to believe for what they never did believe for before. <laughs> Lord, let them release their faith concerning Christ the healer. This is who you are. You don't just heal, but you are the healer. And Father, may we be so quick to look to you and to your son quicker than the medicine, quicker than the doctors and the physicians. We thank you for those things, but we thank you that you have manifest yourself as the healer from the beginning of time. And then, Father, we embrace that part of you. Christ, we thank you for becoming sin for us. We thank you for taking upon our infirmities and bearing our sicknesses. Thank you, Father, for making your son sick so that we can be healed. We embrace that and we say that with our mouths. We release our faith today. And I thank you that today will be a turning point for some here, that their faith will grow from glory to glory, from strength to strength, from faith to faith as they hear these things that they may never have heard before, or perhaps they have, may their faith be strengthened. May they never doubt the willingness of Jesus. May they never doubt the will of God concerning healing. And we give your name glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So today we're going to talk about faith for healing. Everybody say faith for healing. All right, go to Luke chapter 7. Luke chapter 7. How many have been praying in the spirit? Amen. How many have seen the difference in your life as, as you have prayed? As you continue to pray in the spirit, you'll begin to continue to grow in your understanding. Um, again, praying in, the, in other tongues, will um, the Holy Spirit uses that to anoint our minds, to understand the scriptures. To, we're praying out mysteries, and the Holy Spirit is bringing those mysteries, or answering the those mysteries through the revelation and the illumination of his word. And so I want to continue to encourage you to pray. There's nothing like praying in the spirit. I'm telling you, I thank God that the Lord allowed me to be baptized in the Holy Spirit at a young age. And I just, I encourage you to um, pray for your children. The other day, um, I wanted to Pray for my son, Destin, and uh, shared the gospel concerning healing. I mean, concerning the baptism in the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. And I prayed with him, and guess what? He spoke in tongues. 
at the age of six. Amen. And we should not hold that back. If your kids could, if your kids know how to operate the smartphones, they can receive the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues. Do not hold that back. Acts 2, let's go. Let's hold the places. Luke 7. Let's go over there real quick. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Let's look at verse 38, 39. If you have your Bibles, we do have Bibles in the back. If you need one, raise your hand. Um, and you can have actually take one with you as I give from my heart to yours. Acts chapter 2, verse 38, 39. Let's read this. I'm going to read this. Just hear the words of um, Dr. Luke. And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Right. So he's telling them about repentance. He's telling them about being baptized in Jesus name. And he's telling them it's because of through this, the, the means of or the graces of repentance and baptism, that forgiveness of sins is available. Then he turns around, he says, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Everyone say the gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Verse 39, for the promise is for you and for who else? For your, oh, your, your children. So you mean to tell me that God wants your children to be filled with the Holy Ghost? You, you better believe it. For your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And so God wants your children to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. I received the Holy Spirit at the age of six or seven. I went up um, to this guy. His name was uh, Willie George. We call him Gospel Bill. And he's still alive. He's still well. He's he's pastoring a wonderful church. He's actually transitioning um, from past senior pastor. And he used to do children's ministry at um, Kenneth E. Hagan's camp meeting. And so here I was. I think I was about seven. And he asked kids, he explained the baptism in the Holy Spirit and asked kids, hey, while the, um, the adults were um, in the main service getting fed the word, we were getting fed the word. And he asked if any child wanted to speak in tongues. And I said, I do. And so I went up on stage with the rest of the kids and he, the, the man of God laid hands on me and out came these tongues out of my, my mouth. I was like. Okay, <laughs> and he took he put the mic right up to me, so that you know that kind of was intimidating in front of all these kids. And here I'm <laughs> praying in tongues, and so this this wonderful gift is available, and um, your kids need it. Your kids need it, especially. I mean, not that 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 time is even different than this time. It's just that we have more things. It seemed like we have more things that's fighting against the next generation. And, you, and kids, I've seen kids be full of the devil, <laughs> perhaps even some of ours. <laughs> um, and I've seen our kids be full of God. So let's encourage and cultivate an environment for them to be filled. So that's the scripture I, I stood on and I prayed with my son, Destin, and he received the baptism in the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues. And so, and, and, and so what I did is I made him Terry for 20 minutes. When I say Terry, I made him pray out in tongues for 20 minutes. He said, Daddy, are we finished? <laughs> Can I go play now? <laughs> a little bit more. Let me hear you. A little bit more. <laughs> and, um, and then, so what we do is we pray for you guys um, daily. And so on our way to taking them to school, I, we pray for the president. We pray for the kingdom of God to come. And we pray for the members and partners of KLM. 
and we have them. Um, so I, so what I added is we pray in tongues for a little bit before. He said, we got to do this again. I said, every day. <laughs> All right. So go back with me to Luke chapter seven. So I encourage you to pray with your kids to receive the Holy Spirit when they come to a place where they can comprehend, even if it's just a little bit. Amen. So Luke chapter seven, faith for healing. Everybody say faith for healing. Faith for healing. <sighs> You're talking about healing again. Absolutely. We, we need the healing power of God. There, there's less people believing for that than you could imagine. And I, I, I want to say this, that sickness and disease is the, they're of the devil and it's going to increase. You're going to hear more diseases in the days ahead. 2018, you will hear about diseases that you never heard before. Um, and if you don't need healing at this time, you will need healing somewhere along your life or a loved one that you have. Um, sickness. I mean, there's people dealing with cancer. There's dealing with um, diabetes. People dealing with um, all kinds of illnesses, um, just diseases. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. It seems like they're coming out with new diseases. And sometimes, you know, the, the, the drugs are not really solving the problem. It's just kind of like dealing with the symptoms. You know, you can you kind of deal with that for a little bit. And and sometimes as you're taking the diseases, right? <laughs> I mean, this, the um, the taking the diseases. As you're taking the medicine, what happens sometimes is that it it, it affects other areas of your body. Have you ever noticed that? You know, um, you just kind of like it it, it 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 solves one problem, and but then it creates another. And so you do have to be led by the Spirit. You need to know Christ, the Healer, in your house. Um, I, I'm trying to create an environment that will be conducive for when uh, when someone's sick, we're not so quick to go to Google or go to the doctors or go to the medicine. Am I against those things? Absolutely not. But what I'm saying is I think sometimes we have more faith in the doctors and our medicine than we do Christ. And so I, 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 I'm for doctors. I believe that they some of them are are. Are godly. Some of them are are in the same business as God is, which is in the healing business. But some are not. And you have to use wisdom and you need to know how to be led when to do the surgery and when not to do the surgery. Recently, I was supposed to do have a surgery done and um, it was like a sinus surgery. And I didn't really feel comfortable with it. And, and, and so the pulmonologist said to me, he suggest he will not sign off of me having the surgery. He says, you have that surgery, you will be in worse condition than you are right now. I'm like, okay, so I get all these opinions and they're telling me to have the surgery, and but he's telling me not to, but they really need his signature <laughs> in order to approve it. And 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 everybody is like pushing this surgery, pushing it. I mean, they were, I was like, what what is this for? They can't even tell me. But anyway, and long story short, I end up not having surgery. Because he just put his foot down. Because I was going to do it just because they told me to do it. And, and you just need to be led because you just you don't know what um, what that will cause later on down the lines. I know some people have been. Um, give you an example. I, I don't know why I'm talking about this today, but I'm just going to fo- follow the leading of the Lord. Amen? Amen. There was a lady. She was praying in tongues like we've been encouraging you all to do. And she was on her way. I'm um, just driving. And. She got a tongue for interpretation. 
And in this tongue, the Lord told her, you have cancer. Go to the doctor right now. And to that point, she didn't know she had cancer. So she went to the doctor, come to find out um, she had cancer. It was at a certain stage and they were able to get it before it was, you know, it was at a place where they couldn't get it. Mm-hmm. How many know God will lead you like, like, like that? Amen. Here she is driving, praying in the spirit and God, the Holy Spirit gave her the interpretation of what she was praying and saying, you have cancer, go to the doctor now. And they caught the cancer just in time. Um, there was another missionary um, who, who these, this couple really impacted my life as a teenager. And the Lord gave, the lady had developed breast cancer. And the Lord gave her instruction to tell the surgeon what to do to get rid of the breast, I mean, the breast cancer. And she, they did, she told them, they did, and God did, and saved her life. I mean, we serve a God. So God uses, and I pointed it out, God uses doctors. So I'm not anti-doctors, but I'm saying don't put your faith in them. If you go in surgery, you better have faith in God. If you don't go get the surgery, you better have faith in God. I mean, you got to have faith regardless. Amen. So either way, you got to believe God. You got to trust God. God demands faith. He's a faithful God. So with that in mind, go, to me, go with me to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. God is a faith God, and everything about God requires faith. It says, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it says that, Hebrews 11, verse 6 says, and without faith, it is impossible. Everybody say impossible. Impossible Impossible to please him. Now, there are some people who are not pleasing God because they're not having faith. They're not developing their faith. They're not releasing their faith. And so it is impossible to please God without faith. He is a faith God. Everybody say he is a faith God. He's a faithful God. He's full of faith. To be faithful means to be full of faith, full of faith. If we say a faithful Christian, they're full of faith, faithful, right? Um, and so God is faithful. He is faithful. He is a God of faith. Everything about him demonstrates faith. He believes in his own words. And he invites us to believe his his words. So without faith, it's impossible. That means it's not possible. So there are some Christians who are saved, love Jesus, but they're not operating, living by faith. And Romans chapter one says, and the just shall live by faith, or the righteous shall live by faith. So we're called to live by faith. This is the way of life. Faith is not a movement. It's a lifestyle. And I'm telling you, you you need to be feeding your faith daily. You can't go based on what God, um, what was, but you, you constantly feed your faith. Constantly reading the Bible. God has given us a faith book so that our faith can be strengthened. Amen. Amen. So, so if, you, if you're weak in faith, go to the word of God. So it's, it says without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever draws near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. 
He rewards those who seek him. If you'll seek him, he will reward you. But it's through faith. As you read Hebrews 11, you see by faith, God created the worlds. We understand that Abel offered up a, bet more, a better sacrifice than the Cain. By faith, Noah built the ark. Come on. So faith, faith is important. As you, as you read Genesis to Revelation, you see that faith is something that God plays a high view. He has a high view of faith. It's not a low view. We, we think, oh, this is faith. Oh, it's not important. All right. Luke chapter 7. Faith for healing. Now, healing is God's provision. Healing is God, it's part of God's plan. It's part of our salvation. So the word salvation is not limited to just the saving of our souls or the saving of our spirits, but it, 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 it's a holistic salvation. It's the, the soundness of mind. It's protection. It's, it's um, safety. It's um, healing. That's part of salvation. And like I've said in, in, in months, of, months back, is that many people don't emphasize healing. They actually look at healing as optional. You, you have some, some churches and some denominations, they put a high emphasis on Christ the Savior. Have you ever been part of a church like that? If you have not, it's not a real church. <laughs> uh, that, that is the foundation of our faith, Christ the Savior. But you cannot talk about Christ the Bible without, without talking about Christ the healer and Christ the deliverer and Christ the baptizer in the Holy Spirit and Christ the king who's coming soon. That is evident in the Bible. And so many times people leave that portion of salvation out. They call it the health and wealth gospel. And that is part of the Bible that God promised a made provision for healing. You're, we're not asking or trying to appropriate something that God has not already provided for. So when we talk about Christ the healer, having faith for healing, we're not trying to get God to do something. We're trying to appropriate what he's already done in Christ. Do you, you understand that? We're not trying to get God to heal us. We're trying to re receive what he's already done. Lord, heal me. That's, that's a common prayer. But, the, but righteousness speaks of not, you're not trying to get God to come down and heal you. You're, you're actually trying to appropriate what Jesus has already done. If I can get you to believe that you're already healed, you can walk in it. All right. Y'all look at me like I'm crazy. All right. Luke chapter 7, verse 1. Let's start with verse 1. Luke chapter 7, verse 1. It says, after he had finished all his sins, in the hearing of the people, he entered into Capernaum. Okay, notice that hearing is important to Jesus. There's one scripture that says, hear and be healed. Hear and be healed. Sometimes people want just the healing, but they don't want to hear. All right? Hear and be healed. Um, there's, there's a scripture that talks about hear and be healed. You cannot get healed outside of hearing. Now, of course, you could get healed through gifts of the Spirit. And sometimes gifts of the Spirit, they're, they're important, right? We, we, we believe in the gifts of the Spirit, the gifts of healing. That's part of our covenant. But you cannot, you cannot depend on the gifts of healing to heal you. Because that's sovereignly as God wills. So you may go to a service, 
You may go to a PD service, healing service, and the gift of healing may fall in the service and the work and the miracles, but you may or may not get your healing. But I'm telling you through a sure way that you could get it and receive it every single time is through the word of God. All right, so let's take a look. Verse two. Now, a centurion had a servant who was sick at the point of death, who was highly valued by him. And when the centurion heard about Jesus, he sent to him elders of the Jews asking him to come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they pleaded with him earnestly saying, he is worthy to have you to do this for him. For he loves our nation. He is the one who builds us our synagogue. And Jesus went with them. And when he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof. Therefore, I do not presume to come to you, but say the word and let my servant be healed. For I, too, am a man set under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. And when Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him. Turning to the crowd that followed him, said, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. And when those who have who has been sent, returned to the house, they found the servant well. Glory to God. Let's look at verse one. It talks about he, he finished with all his sins. Um, the centurion was pleading to Jesus on the behalf of his servant. Okay, right here, right here. Let's, let's take a side note. If it's in the Bible, it's important, right? These healings in the Bible are not in there for our entertainment and say that's cute. Healing in the Bible or these stories in the Bible, they mean something. God, the Holy Spirit, wanted to make sure that we were, we were going to receive something from these stories. And so here, this man is going to God, going to God the Son or Jesus on the behalf of his servant. So you and I can go to God on the behalf of somebody else. Amen. That's good news. Parents, you can go to Jesus on the behalf of your kids healing. God will do miracles and provide, I mean, perform healings in your family based on your faith. And, and, and sometimes, not sometimes, a lot of times, if it's a new believer, you can receive a heal. I mean, you can get a healing for them based on your faith. Give you a story. Um, I was a youth pastor at a church in, outside of Bordentown, and, and I was building this youth ministry from ground zero. Um, they had a few kids, but we were, we were trying to go after the football team and so forth. And one young man, um, he, he brought this football player, his, his, his um, um, teammate to our youth, our youth service. And the guy had injured his hand. Long story short, of course, I'm going to minister salvation to him, right? I'm thinking, how do I get him saved? And so I, we end up sharing the gospel with him. He, he got born again. And if I'm not mistaken, you know what, what happened next? What happened next? 
He spoke in tongues. I prayed for him to receive the baptism. I've been doing this a long time, okay? <laughs> I think I, somebody accused me, I'm not going to say who, accused me coming out of my mouth's womb speaking in tongues. That's not true. <laughs> that would have been nice, though. <laughs> he could have did that for me. <laughs> then they would be like, oh, man, you're a godly man. No, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> so um, I led him into the baptism, and he had, hurt, he's, he had injured his hand um, playing football over, you know, um, maybe um, practice. And I didn't feel an unction. I didn't feel anything. I just did it. I said, let me pray for you. I believe Jesus will heal you. Okay, pastor. <laughs> and at that time, I was probably like 26, 27. And so I laid hands on him. And I, you know how I do? What did I do? I commanded the pain to go. <laughs> I said, I've been doing this a long time. I said, in the name of Jesus, pain go. I command you to go. It's by the stripes of Jesus. This, this brother is healed. And he was like, yo, yo, my, my head. I mean, he flipped out. I carried him. And then he sees every injury. Let's go to the pastor. I could do that to a certain degree. But then after a while, God expected him to apply his faith. After a while, I couldn't do that as quickly. I was like, well, did the pastor lose it? <laughs> no, it's just that the, God expects us to grow spiritually. You know, you shouldn't always go to people for your healing. God expects you to develop your faith in his word for your healing. And you can carry your kids to a certain age. I don't know the certain age, but some kind of age of accountability where you can carry them in your faith to receive healing on their behalf. So long story short, I believe you can even carry those who are under you for a certain amount of time. And this centurion he carried this, he went to Jesus or sent for Jesus on the behalf of his servant. And we, we read what Jesus, what he, the, the, the servant received the healing. The servant was at the point of death. I mean, that's pretty serious. That's like cancer or, or HIV or AIDS or something. It was, it was, the servant was at door, death's door. And the centurion recognize who Jesus was. Let's continue. So verse two, it says in, um, now Centurion had a servant who was sick at the point of death, who was highly valued by him. His servant was at the point of death. Um, he valued this servant. He thought enough of the servant to the point that he pleaded with Jesus for his healing. Man, that's, 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 that's kind of, I believe husbands have a certain amount of authority because of what God has given them that they can go to God based on their family. My wife has received many of healings um, while we, since we've been married that I went to God based on that. Now, I can only carry my wife so much so far. God expects her to, at, a, at, a, at a place where she can receive healing for herself, right? I, you know, and, and it's a good thing because otherwise people will keep coming to you. They'll keep looking to you instead of looking to Jesus. Our job is to not, I can pray for, I can pray for hundreds of people to receive healing, but if I can get them to believe on their self, on their own, then they won't have to come to me every time they feel sick. I don't know if you're, you're, you're at a place in your family, I'm not talking about your immediate family, but your extended family, where when the crisis comes, something happens, people reach out to you. 
that's okay, but you want to point them to Jesus. You don't want them to come thinking that you got some special spot with God, but you want to let them know that that spot with God is available to them through the blood of Jesus, through the receiving of Christ. Are you with me? All right. So, so don't point people to yourself. I do have the gifts of healing. I do have the work in the miracles, but don't like you want to get people to a place where they can develop their own faith. Amen. Let's go to verse three. And when the centurion heard about who? Jesus. He sent to him elders of the Jews asking them to come and heal his servant. Let's take a look at this. He heard of Jesus. He heard of Jesus. What do you, what do you think he heard about Jesus? Well, come on, what comes to your mind? What do you think this man heard about Jesus? He was a miracle worker, right? He was a healer, right? Okay, let's 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 go to Romans 10. Romans chapter 10, verse 17, familiar passage of scripture. Romans 10, verse 17. ESV says, so faith comes from what? Hearing, Hearing and what? Hearing. Hearing through the words of the word of Christ, or King James says, the word of God. Faith comes by from hearing, comes by hearing and hearing. Notice it's twice. <laughs> I think we need to hear twice as much as we think we do. Faith is not going to come from the first time. When you first heard of Jesus, did you respond to him? Sometimes it took multiple time, multiple people in, encouraging you and ministering to you and, and or whether it's your parents or talk telling of, of Jesus. And one day you heard Faith rose, faith came, and you stepped out and acted upon that and received Jesus as your Savior. And then you heard about the baptism and the Holy Spirit. And what did you do? He spoke in tongues. You hear about provider. He becomes your provider. And so faith comes, faith only comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So if you ever stop hearing, you'll stop feeding your faith. If you ever stop hearing, you will stop feeding your faith. So you may hear same stories over and over. You may hear, read the same scriptures over and over, but they're designed to feed your faith. Faith is not past tense. Faith is not future tense. Faith is present tense. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. That's what it, that's what the, um, it, it, it denotes like when you read this, faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. My job is not to uh, give you my faith. My job is to give you the word. Have you noticed that if I preach on the loan in a certain area, you'll begin to operate in that area? If I preach along the lines of I just preached five weeks about tongues. Guess what you did? You acted upon your faith and you began to speak in tongues on a daily basis. If I preach about giving, guess what? Your faith for giving will go up. If I preach about healing, your faith for healing comes. Come on. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, this is how it works. This is the law of faith. That as you hear, if there's an area of your life that you're lacking in, if you will believe, if you will hear the word of God in that area, your faith will be strengthened in that area. If you need wisdom. I'm a guy. I need lots of wisdom. I need to hear that. 
Now, let's say, let's, this is going to hit you home, maybe, perhaps. Let's say that you have a, you committed a sin and, and you have, um, let's say you have a guilt about that sin, right? Who's ever had a guilt about a sin? I know I have. Come on. Come on. Let's, all right. When I hear that God wants to forgive me or there's forgiveness, the more I hear that, the more that guilt goes away. That I don't have to keep, Lord, please forgive me. Oh, Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. Lord, and you're praying for the same things. Have, have y'all ever done that? You, you, you're praying for the same thing. You're asking God, and you've already prayed that once, but you keep praying about it. And then you hear somebody, perhaps you read a book or you read something in a story, and you hear where someone is forgiven of their sins. And you're like, okay, I got it. Lord, I thank you by faith. I receive my forgiveness. How many know you got to receive your forgiveness by faith? You can't go based on your feelings because how many know sometimes after you've committed a sin and you ask for forgiveness, you may still have those feelings of the, 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 um, the feelings that you still that you, you're guilty. But by faith, you believe that the blood cleanses you from that thing. If you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to what? Forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So now I'm no longer associated with that sin. Now I am cleansed before God Almighty as if I never did it. I believe that the blood is that much. It doesn't cover my sins. It washes my sins away as if I never did it. Come on. I'm no longer associated with sin. The power of sin has been broken through the life and death and resurrection of Christ. I'm no longer under death or under sin, under the dominion of sin. Now I'm under the authority of God's grace through Jesus Christ. Mm. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. So you need faith for finances. You need to find scriptures that provide, that teaches us that God is our source and he's our provider. You feed upon those lines. The line that you need help in, you feed along those lines in the scriptures. There was a man, um, I believe it's Peter, or Paul, excuse me, and Paul was preaching, and there was a, a layman, I believe, and he said, the Bible says he perceived that the man had faith for healing. Do y'all remember that? I don't know it off the top of my head. But he believed, he perceived that the man had faith for healing. That means that Paul was preaching somewhere along the line that Christ is the healer. So faith comes by hearing. Um, go back to Luke chapter 7. Let's go over there. Luke chapter 7. Luke chapter 7. You cannot get faith from praying or by praying for it. You cannot get faith by praying for it. How many have ever, been, have ever prayed for faith? For faith. All right. Lord, give me more faith. You cannot get faith from praying. Or, you know, people bring up the man and says, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Okay. Well, the way that God answers that prayer is by bringing you his word. That word will resolve that unbelief. There was a town in which there was a lot of unbelief. And the Bible says that Jesus could not, not that he would not, but could not do many miracles except for heal a few folks. And in, in the Greek, it, it, it kind of like leads the, um, the thought that it was like minor illnesses, like a like common cold or a headache. 
He says he could not, not that he would not, but he could not. And guess what the next part of the scripture says? That he went about in the villages teaching and preaching. So the solution for unbelief is preaching and teaching. You got it? If I want, I want the cure for, for my unbelief is the word of God. Um, you, you have to hear. You cannot get faith by fasting. Fasting doesn't make you have more faith. Faith doesn't come from fasting and fasting and fasting. Thank God, right? Because some of us would not have it. <laughs> Somebody's like, oh, I don't need it. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Uh, I, 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 I believe this is my lot in life. <laughs> you know, we, we, would, we would receive that. Like, if, it costs, if, it, if it requires fasting, we'll pass on it, Lord. <laughs> That's some of us. <laughs> but how I many know we got If we preach about fasting, we'll give faith for fasting. Amen. Um, uh, you, you have to hear, hear what God's word, God's word will always produce faith. God's word is a producer of faith. God's word is a producer of faith. It produces faith. So that there's, it's, it's the word of God uh, is, is so faith filled. When he spoke his word, his faith was in his word. Faith is acting upon God's word. Everybody say faith is faith acting is. upon the word of God. Okay, so what, what did this man do? Luke chapter 7. This man sent for Jesus because he heard about Jesus, right? It says he heard about Jesus. So that means that faith came. He believed. He, I imagine he heard that Jesus raised somebody from the dead. I imagine he heard that Jesus healing the woman with the issue of blood. I don't know the timeline, but perhaps, you know, there are many miracles, right? Many, many miracles Jesus did that's not even recorded in the Bible. The Bible says, the Bible itself says, and John says, if, if all the miracles and all the healings that Jesus did was listed, that, that all the books in the world could not contain the miracles. Man! So don't think it's strange. Do not think it's strange that we have a supernatural God and a supernatural word in a supernatural kingdom. I mean, he was constantly healing people. And some people, bless their darling heart and stupid heads, some people actually believe that they want to spiritualize these physical healings. You know, actually, it was the spirit that got... You're taking the supernatural out of Christianity. <laughs> You're making it just, I mean, otherwise it's just like another religion. This is a supernatural religion that produces a supernatural relationship. Christianity is a supernatural religion that produces a supernatural relationship. Faith is, is acting upon God's word. So this man heard about Jesus what did he hear about Jesus? He heard Luke chapter four says that he was anointed of God, anointed by God to, to heal the sick, to bend the brokenhearted, to preach the, the jubilee of the Lord. Right. The, the, the day of the Lord, he to set the captives free, to preach good news to the poor. He heard about this anointing on Jesus. Acts chapter 10, verse 38 says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Let's go there. 
I think I do you a disservice by not allowing you to see the scriptures. Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 10 real quick. My time is getting away. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with what? With who? With who? With the Holy Spirit and with what? Power. He went about doing what? Good and and doing what? And and healing how many? All who were what? By who? (laughs) Oh, glory to God. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. This is what this man heard. This is what he heard. He heard that God was with this man. He heard that God, that is, you know, he was like, well, I don't know about his teachings, but I know there's something about this Jesus. I know that if I can get to this man and get him to come to my house, my servant can live. That was his point of contact. He believed that this man could come and heal this servant that he valued. He believed that. He heard that he was anointed by God who was going about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. So he recognized this was not of God, the sickness that my servant had. It was not his time. Today's, in today's society, right, today's church, some of church, today's Christianum and a part of Christianum, they would have said, oh, God is trying to teach him something. It's his time to go. How many know if you settle for that, you'll die? <laughs> How many know God will let you let you die before your time? If you decide after the service to go and walk in front of go to Route 9 and walk in front of a truck, we'll have somewhere to go by the end of the week. Sometimes when people think about the sovereignty of God, they think, well, if God didn't want that to happen, it wouldn't happen. God will let you have a foreclosure on your house. He'll let you lose your car. How did you know, Pastor Dwayne? I lost my car. (laughs) Them jokers came and got my car while I was at work. I knew they were coming, too. I got everything out before. (laughs) So just in case they come, (laughs) let me let me let me take this. Let me take the stuff. This this person. No, no, it was holy. I don't even blame the Holy Spirit. It was just I was calculating. I said I missed two or three payments. Them jokers coming. They coming. They found my my employment. (laughs) And while I was at work at the Christian bookstore, they came. And then I tried to play it off like somebody stole it. I think somebody stole my car. The police came. <laughs> I knew in my conscience, my hearts are hearts. I knew it's because I did not pay that, that bill. And then the lady's like, Yo, you should have paid your bill. I didn't have the money, ma'am. If I, <laughs> the Christian's like, Lord, you should have paid your bill. <laughs> you know, I know, but I didn't have the money. Well, you never should have got the car. But I needed a car. You should have took public transportation. Okay, I mean, it was a Christian lady that's telling me this. I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Go back to Luke chapter 7. So he heard of Jesus, right? <laughs> he heard of Jesus. And he called for Jesus to come. Let's look, look at this. He believed, right? He believed in the willingness of Jesus. He believed that if I sent for Jesus, that he was going to come. That, that, took, that took faith. Because there was a chance that Jesus might have said, nah, <laughs> I, I, I'm not coming. 
I'm not coming to your house. You're right. He could have just, Jesus had the right and had the authority to say, no, nah, I'm not coming. But he, the man believed that if he sent his servants, other servants, to Jesus to say, and the elders say, hey, come, and he'll come. And notice he sent the elders of the Jews. <laughs> said, let, let, me, let, me, let me get the men of God, <laughs> the men of God, the elders of the Jews asking him to come and heal his servant. He says, not only am I going to send a servant, I'm going to send, I'm going to send somebody that Jesus recognized. So this man actually believed, maybe I get somebody with some kind of, some kind of um, um, maybe favor with God. He sent, sent the elders of the Jews because he wasn't a Jew, right? And it says, verse four, and when they came to Jesus, they pleaded with him earnestly saying, let's stop there. He believed that if he, if, if, if the servants went to Jesus, that Jesus would come and Jesus is, but Jesus is more willing, more willing to heal than most believe. Everybody say Jesus is more willing to heal than most believe. Okay. One of the roadblocks to healing is to believe that Jesus isn't willing. Now that, that is worth you, you driving all the way over here to hear this. One of the roadblocks from people not receiving healing is they don't believe that Jesus is willing, but he believed that Jesus was willing. One of the roadblocks to healing is to believe that Jesus isn't willing. No one ever got healed by believing that God can. No one ever got healed believing that God can. They always get healed by believing that God will. Anyway, everybody in Christendom believes that God can do anything but lie. But the key is, do you believe that he will do some things for you? That's the connection. So a roadblock is to believe that he is not to believe that he's willing. I'll receive from God through his willingness. Verse four. And when they came to Jesus, they pleaded with him earnestly, saying he is worthy to have you. Notice this. If another another um, another gospel just says that, you know, they, he sent for the word and, and uh, sent for Jesus and Jesus came and, um, and then he says he was not, wasn't worthy. But in Luke's account, it actually says that these elders of the Jews pleaded with Jesus earnestly saying, he is worthy to have you to do this for him. For he loves our nation. He is the one who builds our synagogues. I never saw that before prior to this. Notice they spoke to Jesus about the man's what? Worthiness. Beware of bringing, beware of bringing your righteousness before God the Father. Beware of that, okay? You cannot come to God based on your righteousness. Lord, you know I'm one of your good kids. You don't, don't, don't ever come to God based on that. Lord, you know I'm the good ones. You won't receive because of your goodness, but rather the goodness of God. In the worthiness of Jesus. In the worthiness of Jesus. Let's look at verse 6. Verse 6 says this. And Jesus went with them. Notice that he went with them even though they were trying to talk about the worthiness of this centurion. He went with them 
And when he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends saying, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof. Yet Jesus went with these men, and even though they were bringing the worthiness of this man, say, hey, he's good to our nations. He's good to our nation. He's good to our race. He's, he has built synagogues. And yet Jesus, this speaks of Jesus' willingness, even though they brought, they, they approached Jesus wrongly, Jesus was still willing to come. The man turns around and speaks of his unworthiness. He recognized the worthiness of Jesus and displayed his faith. He says, now these elders said, God, you know, you really should come. Jesus, you really should come because this man has done great things for our nation, our race. He has built synagogues. And then as they got closer, the man sent servants out and says, Lord, I'm not worthy for you to come under even under my roof. So they were presenting the worthiness of the man. The man was presenting the worthiness of Jesus. Said, Jesus, you are worthy. You're so worthy that I'm unworthy. I'm not even worthy for you to come under my roof and to heal, the, heal my servant. But yet Jesus still, he, he still, he was trying to go. Verse seven, almost finished. Therefore, I did not presume to come to you, but say the word and let my servant be healed. Everybody say, say the word. This man believed that Jesus, all he, only thing he had to do is just speak the word only. The man used his faith by healing, by telling Jesus to say the word. Go with me real quick to Psalm 107. 107. Verse. Let's do verse 2 and verse 20. Psalm 107, verse 2 and verse 20. It says, let the redeemed of the Lord, what? Say so. Whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy or trouble, as ESV says it. So we need to say so. Say what the Lord has said. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. That looks like verse 20. Verse 20 says this. He sent out his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. I am persuaded that this man read this scripture because you remember they had the Psalms. I believe that he was familiar with this scripture. He says he sent his word and healed them. I believe he, he says, you know what? I'm going to attach, attach my faith to that scripture. So he told the man, he says, he told Jesus and said, tell Jesus not to come because I'm not worthy. He's too worthy to come under my roof for him to just speak the word and my servant will live. I'm convinced in his mind, in his heart, he said, he sent his word and healed them. I believe that if Jesus was to send, send the word, my healing for my servant will be manifested. I believe that he, he was familiar with that because no other person used those terminology. He had to get it from somewhere. Perhaps he, when he heard about Jesus and he read Psalm 107, he says, huh, how he got to do is speak the word. Speak the word. <clears throat> Let's go to go back to Luke seven. He believed that if Jesus would speak the word, that his servant would be healed and live. Luke chapter seven, verse eight. Luke seven, verse eight. 
7, verse 8, says this, For I too am a man set under authority, with soldiers under me. I say to one, go, and he goes. To another, come, and he comes. To my servant, do this, and he does it. Notice this man. He compared God's word to him sending his soldiers out. He believed that God's word was powerful enough to alone to heal his servant. He, he said, I too am a man under authority. If I speak to a soldier, the soldier will obey me. He'll do this and he'll go there. I believe that you will actually, if you speak the word, that all you have to do is just, you don't have to come lay hands on him. If you only speak the word. So his faith, he believed that if Jesus spoke it, it will be done. Okay, let's, let's look at verse 9. It says, when Jesus heard these things, so Jesus heard what, what the man was saying, he marveled at him, turning to the crowd that followed him and said, I tell you, not even in Israel I have found such faith. And when those that had been sent returned to the house, they found the servant well. Jesus believed Jesus said he never heard, I'm going to paraphrase it, he never heard such great faith. This man released his faith by saying, if Jesus speaks it, I believe it's a done deal. He said, speak the word only and my servant will be healed and live. Jesus marveled at his answer. He marveled at what he was hearing, what the man was saying. He says, listen, I have not found great faith anywhere in Israel. He believed what he said. Who has, in other words, Jesus says, who has demonstrated such faith? We're talking about faith for healing. I got maybe five points, faith for healing. First one is faith for healing comes from hearing and hearing the word of God on healing. Faith for healing comes from hearing and hearing the word of God about healing. There was a, a, a woman of God who uh, was married to a great preacher who, who was a healing evangelist and, uh, and, and also a prophet. And this great evangelist um, produced a a, 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 a tape or a cassette or recordings of him just reading healing scriptures. And this man, this woman, she was had some type of blockage. She was supposed to have surgery. And she says, doctor, give me a few days. And, he's, and, and so in those few days, she, she sat in her chair and listened and followed along with her husband as her husband was reading the scriptures about healing on this recording. She went back to the doctors a few days later and the blockage was gone. There is power in the written word of God. Amen. If you'll hear the word, the word will heal you. Did you hear me? Proverbs 4 talks about that. Um, I, I remember growing up in my, the church my parents went to, <clears throat> there was a, a, a man who he had some type of tumor and it was a cancer. I'm sorry. It was a cancer. And he was facing death. This man was facing death. The doctors gave him a death sentence. It's only a few more months. He'll live. I mean, he'll, he'll be out of here. 
And so this woman began to get healing scriptures. She, I don't know if she quit her job, took a leave of absence. She began to read the healing scriptures over in the healings accounts over this man, her husband. And guess what? He's alive today, totally healed. I'm telling you, you got to protect this. You got to, if you don't go after, you won't have it. Uh, you you got to feed your faith along these lines. So faith for healing comes from hearing the word of God about healing. Amen. Do everybody understand that? You got to feed your faith. On, I, what I do if I'm facing a sickness, I, I, I a lot of times I go to, of course, Isaiah 53. I go to 1 Peter and I go to Galatians chapter 3. But I also go through the Gospels. The Gospels are, are filled with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, are filled with accounts of healings. So that feeds my faith when I read them like, wow, you know, it shows me the willingness of Jesus. It shows me the power of God. I'm telling you to do this. All right. So faith for healing comes from hearing the word of God. on Number two. You got to believe in the willingness of God. Believe in the willingness of God. How many is more convinced about the willingness of God to heal you than ever before? You got to believe in his willingness. If you don't believe that he's willing, then he's not going to heal you. Oh, you're not going to receive your healing, I should say. You got to believe in the willingness of God. And number three, number three, you got to approach God on the basis. Now, this is a big one. You got to approach God on the basis of the blood, on the basis of the blood. The mistake that they made is they sent the elders of the Jews and these elders of the Jews brought up the worthiness of this man. You cannot come to God based on your worthiness. You cannot say, God, I am a faithful member. I am a tither. God, I am. You got to go based on the blood of Jesus. Now, you can claim some promises as it relates to other things, but you cannot go based on your own righteousness. So the man recognized the worthiness of Jesus. He says, you're too worthy to enter in my house. If you'll speak the word, my servant will be healed and live. Number four. Release your faith through words and action. Release your faith through words and action. Release your faith through your words and action. You got to open your mouth. Faith will not be released if you don't open your mouth. How did you get saved? Come on, talk to me. How did you get saved? You believed in your heart and what else? Confess with your mouth. You got to open your mouth. You can't even get born again unless you confess. Now, somebody says, well, what, if, what if you're mute? Okay. <laughs> yeah. We know. We know. We know. We believe that, right? We believe that you can call on God and, and not be able to say it because you, you're vocal. But if you can say it, the scripture expects you to say that Jesus is Lord. Right? You got to confess with your mouth. Your mouth got you into this covenant and your mouth will help you to maintain and receive the full benefits of your covenant. Oh, that's good. Amen. Your mouth. If you don't open your mouth and declare what God says about your situation, you won't ever see it come to pass. Don't come to me. It's not working. It's not working. No, you got to open your mouth. Have you ever noticed if you got a problem with confession, just, just begin to praise God over his word. <laughs> I mean, some churches I go to, I will never mention the word confession because of the terminology. People automatically think of the negative side of confession, which is confessing of sins. 
but they don't want to talk about the positive. So I won't mention certain words. See, the way I do it, God give me wisdom in a situation. Well, if I can get them to praise God over his word, it's the very same thing. They're just confessing it through praise. You're not going to be, Lord, I thank you for this cancer. I want to worship you for it. No, you're not going to do that. Lord, I thank you that by just stripes of Jesus, I'm here. Didn't the word says that? I'm not saying anything contrary to the word. And I'm not making, uh, this is a big one, affirmations. That's some new age stuff. The law of attraction, the secret. No, 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 no. We don't do that. <laughs> we say what God says. We don't believe the universe is going to bring our, our, our affirmations to pass. We believe that Jesus is the apostle and high priest of our confession and we hold fast to what what the word of God says. And we believe that he is responsible of bringing to pass what we believe in him for. That is that is in sync with his word. Right. We're not going to believe for something. Lord, I believe that I'm create a planet. I believe I'm going to create a planet. I say planet B. Well, nowhere in the Bible, you can't even have faith for that. Right. Oh, you can't even have faith for somebody who, you know, it's like trying to claim somebody as your husband or your wife. You know, for years I've claimed a certain gospel artist and it never happened. <laughs> so we know that doesn't happen. <laughs> What'd you say? Oh, the devil is a liar. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. All right. Release your faith. Through your words and action. Okay, number five. Last one. <laughs> Y'all getting all my secrets today. Um, number five. Act like it's already done. Act like it's already done. Lord, I thank you. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. You, you'll never say, I have. <laughs> I'm not denying the sickness that exists. I'm denying its right to exist in my body. So as faith people, we don't deny the sickness. It's not Christian science, mind over matter. It's the confession or the releasing of our faith in the word of God. So I say that I'm healed from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. I say that by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. I say that God, Jesus himself took upon my infirmities and burned my sicknesses. I say that he sent his word and healed me. I say that I am healed, that he is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God that healeth me. Come on. When I said that, what happened? Faith came, right? There's an excitement came. There, there was, there was a, a, a confidence that came with me declaring who God is through his word. Right? I'm not trying to say anything outside of his word that's not in sync with his word. So now I got a new one. I got a new confession. So I'll be like, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. Thinking about finances. By the poverty of Jesus, I'm rich. Right? That's the scripture. For he became poor. For I know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Although he was rich, yet for my sake he became poor. I, through his poverty, became rich. So I thank you that it's by the poverty of Jesus, I am rich. <laughs> oh, glory to God. That's some good news. Uh, it's by the blood of Jesus, I am forgiven. I stand before you a forgiven man. I stand before you clean before God as Adam and Eve were before the garden, before they fell. God sees me through his son. He sees me through the blood. I am in Christ. I'm, it is, my identity is not my sin. My identity is in my Savior. Amen. 
I identify with his death, his, his life, his death, and his resurrection. Amen. So faith for healing. Let's look at it. Faith for healing comes from healing, from hearing the word of God about healing. Faith for healing comes from hearing the word of God about healing. Number two, believe in the willingness of God. God is more willing than you can believe for. God wants you out of debt more than you want to be out of debt. God wants you to fulfill the call on your life more than you want to fulfill the call on your life. God wants your kids to be prosperous. God wants your marriages to be prosperous more than you want it to be prosperous. You got to believe that. You got to believe in the willingness of God. How do you know that he wants our marriages to be more blessed than we would do? Because he said in his word, he gives us instruction. This is what you do, husband. This is what you do, wife. This is what you do to the children. He gives us the wisdom what to do in order to be successful. I don't know any other God like that. Not only he says, I want you to be successful, but I give you the tools to be successful with. He says, I put before you death and life. If I were you, choose life. You can't get better. Than, I mean, you can't serve a better, better God than that. You want health for your body? Take heed my word. Right? <laughs> Amen. If you need wisdom in a situation, ask of God, who is the giving God, who's constantly given to us, who gives liberally to all that ask in faith. But ask in faith. Don't doubt. Don't be like a double minded man who who's unstable in all his ways. He tells us what to do. Use your tongue to produce life in your life. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. You have what you say. Your tongue controls the ship of your life, the course of your life. The devil, hell itself, wants to take your tongue and sets your course of hell. James chapter three. Come on. This is what I do. This is I'm trying to help you to live like I live. <laughs> Believe in the willingness of God. Number three, approach God on the basis of the blood. I come boldly before your throne as a man free of sin. Not because I messed up, not because I'm sinless, but because of the son, of your son who lived a sinless life, died a vicarious death and was raised in a glorious resurrection. I come to you based on the blood of Jesus. When I say father in the name of Jesus, I come in the person of Christ. I come in the work of Christ. Come on. I don't come based on my own. When I say father in Jesus name, I'm not using the name of Jesus as a magical, you know, stick. I'm coming based on who he is and what he's done. Father in Jesus name. And guess what? All of heaven hears my prayers. He says, okay, what, what do you need? Because he said, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. Approach God on the basis of the blood. On the basis of the blood, I come before you in Jesus' name. When I mess up, and I do mess up, I say, Lord, I throw myself on the mercies of God through the blood of Jesus. Judge me according to your, your steadfast love. It's Psalm 51. Lord, create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me. Lord, Lord, I, I, I approach you. Lord, purge me with hyssop. Now, I don't, I don't need hyssop now. I need the blood. <laughs> Purge me with the blood of your lamb. Lord, I come before you. So on the day of judgment, come on, on the day of judgment, when he sees me, he's not going to see me based on all my short shortcomings and fall, faults and sins. He sees me based on the blood of Jesus. I can have confidence in that great day because as he is, so, as, so am I. 
I come to you in your son's name and in the person and in the work of Christ. I approach your throne and I want to thank you for what you have done for me in Christ. I am your servant. I am your son and I approach your throne with boldness. It says come boldly before the throne of what? Grace. Don't be, oh, Lord, I'm just a sinner. I'm just so unworthy. God, if God is not moved by your sinfulness, <laughs> he's not moved by your, um, your sincerity. You can be sincerely wrong. He's moved by your faith in the blood. Your faith in the work of Christ. All right. Number four, release your faith through words and action. You got to say some things and you got to do some things. This man, he could have stayed home all day. I heard of Jesus. I believe Jesus is going to heal me. But he sent for Jesus. He had enough faith that Jesus was going to come to him. Jesus didn't come all the way into his house. But he made it at least halfway. He says he realized, Jesus, you're too worthy. I'm so unworthy. So therefore, Lord, I, you just got to speak the word and my servant going to be healed and live. He believed. He says, just like I, just like you are a man of authority, I too am a man of authority. If I speak to the soldier and say, go here, go there, and the soldier will do that. If you speak the word, you just speak the word, just say the word, he'll live. And Jesus says, I've never seen such great, such great faith in all of Israel. Last but not least, act like it's already done. I thank you. I already receive healing from my physical body. Father, I give your name, glory, and honor. I thank you for these things in Jesus' name. That, Lord, I thank you we can, we can have faith for healing because of what you have already provided for us in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, Contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.